0: And I'm Sammy Z. And this is Stumbling Along. You know that dream, the one that keeps you up at night, the one that puts a fire in your belly? Well, for us, that dream is to travel the world. So we're putting that goal to the top of our priority list. We've just gotten back from what
1: we would call our post-grad trip. To Thailand. And in Southeast Asia, we learned a bunch. So in this episode, we're going to talk about planning our trip, our favorite and most funny stories, and what we learned were the five must-see things to stumble along in Thailand.
0: All right. And for this episode, our drink is in true Thai tourist fashion. In Thailand, we drank out of buckets. And God. those overpriced Watered down or extremely strong, no in between buckets. Who knows? So that's what we have today. We have a rum and pineapple juice bucket. Yum, 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 yum. So let's see if we make it through this episode. (laughs) All right, first, planning, preparing for the trip, student budgeting. If you're a student, it's really hard to put money aside for a trip while you're trying to be social, go out, pay for groceries and Mm. all school stuff. Yes, it's really challenging. And I almost didn't go on the trip because it was our last year and I was stressed about paying back OSAP and paying for school and rent and whatnot. But Sam's mom messaged me (laughs) and she actually said, why aren't you going? Your debts are going to be there for a while. Why miss out on this opportunity? And she was right. I did have money saved aside because I worked all throughout summer. And what I did was take a portion from the money I made and put it aside. Um, I have like a separate savings account where I don't touch like at another bank where I put money in it and just leave it there. And I honestly forget about it. Hmm. Or when I get money from family, I just put like $100, $200 in an envelope and I put it somewhere and I forget about it. And I eventually like find it or remember when I'm back, back home. Right. And then that helps whether it's for putting that money aside for a trip or using that for what I need. But that is a tip that I, I suggest. Right. And for me this
1: year, every, I had a part-time job. Um, I suggest just finding something. It doesn't have to be the extraneous at all. So I just worked with a, a shoe store for the year and literally just put, I would say half, I had again, some money saved aside in savings to help me with school. But half of my checks every, every other week were put aside into a check set into a savings account as well. Um, and then from that accumulation, that's pretty much what I use to buy for all my spending. Um, I just find the best way to do that is just have it auto deposited. So like your checks automatically in a way get, yeah. get, separated so in your mind after a while you just think that's like I don't know you just think that's what you're getting and even though you know like obviously half it's going you don't see it as much And I think the key is not like seeing that you have that much money Especially if you have no self-control like I do. I have zero self-control.
0: It is definitely hard and you do end up having to sacrifice some nights of going out, but it's worth it. It is worth it to go somewhere new and experience something you've never experienced. Travel is where I spend all of my money. Yeah, and one of our cousins always or t- tells us, spend money on experiences, not right. just... M- like things that just tangible Yeah, that are there and gone in a right. second. So drinks and stuff like that. Yeah. And she always tells us she's a
1: bit older than us now, and she always tells us that we have all these opportunities now at our day and age that weren't there thirty years ago or whatnot, that it's important
0: for to, us just to, to travel to
1: travel and experience what couldn't be.
0: Honestly, everyone I talk to that's older now says their biggest regret is not taking the time to travel when you're young and, and taking don't have the responsibilities. Yeah. So you don't have as many bills to pay and stuff like that, or kids to worry about. Or so yeah, f- so just do it.
1: I, I need to take it. the blinders
0: off and just do it. Do it. Anyways, planning the actual trip was not easy. So um, we went with me, Victoria, and three of our other friends. All they're all which- so different.
1: And all are in different places geographically as well during the planning of it. So no one was ever in the same place. Yeah, so we... Did we ever end up calling each
0: other? No. There was talk for a long while about calling each other and it never happened. So we just ended up talking on group chats, Facebook chat, like every chat possible. The 500 chats you have where one person's missing and like two people are added and there's like seven of them going. So our friend Rachel ended up She's definitely the planner on yeah. a trip. Everyone called her the binder girl because she literally had a binder. Which saved with us. With her, in the end. yeah. Um, yeah, she had all the information in there. So she made a Google Doc, an Excel sheet, and we kind of all planned through there stuff we wanted to see and budgeting stuff like that. So she really took control on that yeah. front, and. I found a lot of activities through watching YouTube videos because I'm very much a visual person. So Netflix shows, The Departure is really good. Traveling with my father was a good one. That was a funny one. And just YouTube videos. Yeah, was a lot of bloggers, pictures, a lot of... I don't know the names of
1: them now. I can link them later. Mine was just like reading and like honestly just through word of mouth. It seems like everyone right now is going to Thailand Yeah. and talking to people about what's good and what's not. Definitely helped. Um, We'll attach what our itinerary look like um because it was attach the binder we will attach the binder (laughs) with with our friends consent we will attach this binder um but in a big group we found it was helpful because since we are so different in just like day-to-day mannerisms from like getting up to going to bed
0: i think it was important to have it not everyone i think there's pros and cons like i think our our group is very unique where we got through without You know, having a lot of drama, but there's definitely pros and cons. To both. To traveling with a small group and traveling with a big group. Yeah. Which we can talk about more later. Totally, yeah. Um, Because we want to talk about the things that people told us before the trip that made us really nervous about going to Southeast Asia. See, everyone told us, um, I heard stories about getting drugged. From buckets and stuff like that. Uh, yes, I heard stories of like catching diseases and malaria yeah. and like being hospitalized and just taking advantage of by locals there. And, and we did not find or getting pickpocketed. Yeah, I and mean, nothing. I had no. We had no problems. I was never fearful
1: once. Yeah, never. But like the people were very friendly. There was this one time we were trying to cross the street in um, Bangkok, and let me tell you, trying to cross the street, not understanding anything, is very hard because there's you no. Basically, you just have
0: to throw yourself yes. and hope to God.
1: And that this one man, one this over. one local who was definitely um, from there, he saw us trying to cross, and he's like, "Come with me, come with me." And our friend Hunter literally like went bef- went before him. We all just got in a big clump, and he helped us cross the street. And he's like, "You guys are from Canada? Like I went to Niagara Falls once. You guys are so nice." I thought everyone was super friendly.
0: Yeah, so no problems with that. Of course, it does happen to people. Be safe. Um, I don't. I think we're all aware conscious, yeah. of what we were doing and when we were drinking. So just be safe and don't worry. Yeah, constantly worrying. You just trust just that negative aware. energy. Yeah, just be aware. Um, yeah. So
1: speaking on the big group, small group... Victoria's always wanted, I'll let you speak on the fact of traveling alone and your dream i very that.
0: much, if I, if someone, if I had the reins of the trip, I would have been like, let's just see how it goes. And I would plan the big flight there and plan the small flights when we were there and plan the hostels there. I do understand that traveling with five people, you can't really do that because it doesn't guarantee you a spot on the flight or a spot in a hostel. But I would have loved to do that mm-hmm. if I was in a smaller group. Um, and that's why I think I would do it with a smaller group of people. And we met a lot of people there who were traveling solo or with one mm-hmm. other person. And they would just plan literally a few days before. And they yeah. were fine. And it was great. They also had a lot more time. And we only went for three weeks. And most people we met were going for at least two months. like Yeah, on the two minimum. or more months. Yeah. So if I were to go back, I would do a lot longer. And mm-hmm. then... I wouldn't plan anything, and I would love to meet people along the way. Yeah. So I wouldn't want to do it totally alone. Yeah. I would want to meet people.
1: So I can speak to the opposite of Victoria. So I was on exchange last year as I the talked About it in the last episode, and me and my friend Hannah, we did do it that way. We only booked flights so we knew whenever we were leaving but that was pretty much all we had booked flights and and hostels were the two things we had booked everything else was on the whim um and what i thought though i do agree it's a must try like you have to try to do that you grow so much after a while you get quite exhausted of constantly being on the ball like you constantly have to be smiling you have to constantly be on to like the new people you meet because you're always going like very like alone so you have to be that kind of personality who can just rise up to that. And so be think, able to meet new people. Yes. All, because you, most of the time, if the moment you go to like a new place and you're just tired and you're just not down, like it won't be that enjoyable for you because you haven't met that many people. So I know towards the end of me and Hannah's trip, there was one day we were in Prague. And we're like, I just can't keep smiling at everyone. And we took a day and sat in the bottom of our bunk and watched the Kardashians the entire day. We didn't even leave the hostel. And we're like, we just need this one day of our three-week trip to just chill because you you get exhausted constantly meeting new people i think that
0: totally makes sense and yeah. i think that's good advice to take into if you're planning on just going, going. by on a whim you need to take because those days. i would need i can't be on all the times exactly. either you need those times and if you're feeling that way maybe book like a cheaper hotel that night yeah and i just completely agree chill or do your own thing i think the key with traveling
1: alone is a must do but you need to be intuitive with your body you can't push through things you don't want to do you can't like like, constantly be on if you don't feel like it. I think you really need to listen to yourself. Yeah.
0: Because, or else you'll just be very... Because with five people, like, if you're traveling for that long, Mm -hmm. and I'm sure, like, I can foresee conflict of trying to please everyone, because that's what I kind of felt like, too. I kind of get that way I want everyone to be happy. Mm -hmm. As much as I'm go with the flow, I want everyone to be happy. So, sometimes I run into problems with that just trying to make it think the one thing that our group did quite well was we were all allowed to pick one thing
1: that we had no exceptions we wanted to see so no matter what so there's five of us there was five things that had to be done and we universally agree that everything else was just go with the flow.
0: Yeah. Which I think which everyone, is great. everyone should yeah. recommend
1: doing that because it guarantees you the one dying you thing. You can't
0: plan too hard because no. sometimes, you know, weather doesn't permit it. Exactly. Flights Some circumstances canceled. just don't permit it. So yeah. it's good to, you know, have those few things and then just go with the flow for the rest of it. I agree.
1: Now I think it's time that we are going to move on till we have landed in Thailand. We are there, we've
0: experienced it. What were our most favorite and funny stories? Going on with my not planning things, I love that day when Sam, my friend Rachel, and I broke up from the rest of our group and we decided to go to Doi Suthep. Because I heard it was kind of like the the biggest temple in Thailand to go to. It's in Chiang Mai. Okay, let's pause here for a second. Victoria referred to this temple
1: as the Vatican of Thailand. Yes, the Vatican of Thailand. So that's high expectations for a temple. And high key, she was just using that as an excuse to get yeah, there. Yeah, I was trying to
0: pump people up. The Vatican of Thailand. But it's like the big temple. I think it's the oldest temple. <laughs> Anyways, so we did that. Um, we took uh, a cab there and it was great it wasn't exactly what i expected it to be but then we decided we also wanted to do something a nature a natureesque activity so we were trying to find this national park which we couldn't find and then we were trying to find a waterfall and sure enough a local pointed us to this waterfall <laughs> And it looked like... It was in drought. Yeah. So it was too dry that season, so there wasn't a lot of water coming down the waterfall. So it looked like something that was coming from a sewer. Yeah. And there was just... So then we kept walking, and we saw this couple coming up from this hike. And they were sweaty and tired. And so we approached them, and they said, yeah, go for it. Um, At the bottom of the hike, if you walk down the path a little more, there's this temple. That's kind of hidden away. Yeah. So we were up for it. We did it. We went down the hike. And it was so steep. On your bum, steep.
1: Yeah, and it was so, so, so hot. So hot. We are not prepared, and nor are we, like, hikers.
0: And this is the Thai jungle, and I didn't know what type of animals. Apparently, cougars are in there and stuff like that. Literally, the whole time we were talking, we are like, so, like, what could kill us in
1: here? And we're all like, ah, yeah, nothing. We're we're fine. And what would
0: we do if we had to be here for 24 hours? We would die, is what we would do. We would not make it. My legs were shaking. I thought I was going to pass out. (laughs) And we had limited water, too. So, we get to the bottom. of oh, it took. yeah you it Yeah, half an hour? No. No more? It took at least an hour and 15 to get down the bottom of this, and the minimum. So, then we get to the bottom. We cross a road, and it's another little bit ways away, maybe another 10-minute yeah. walk. And we were contemplating walking back, hitchhiking from there. So, then we finally found the temple. Mm-hmm. And... We see this lookout point with beautiful. this, like, what, pond. It's kind of yeah. like an infinity pond. An infinity pond. And it was honestly a little hidden oasis, yeah. and it was so There was this white beautiful. meditation temple with large arches overlooking, like, all of Chiang, Chiang Mai. Mai. It was stunning, and I'm so glad we did the the hike, the long hike. Um, and then we walk through the temple, put on our long skirts, and then after walking through and checking it out, and we see where the local monks live and stuff like that, which was really cool. We went to, there was a kind of a drink stand, and we got drinks from there. And this man walks up to us and asks us if he has to wear long sleeves and long pants into the... For respect. Yeah, into the area. And we were, of course, like, yes, of course you do. Thinking, like... Who do you think you are? Just because you're a man. Yeah. It doesn't mean you can just walk in there. <laughs> and then we turn around and the local who's serving us drinks informed us <laughs> that it didn't really matter for men. Uh the bird. And that the what means the it's a sacred area. So you're supposed to Always. wear long sleeves and cover your knees for women whenever you're in the sacred area. So the what, which we've been Doing totally, totally wrong. wrong. It was as soon as we entered a building, we were like, hey, cover up. Yeah. But we the whole time we've been. So yeah, that's But what I want to point out on this
1: story, if you don't mind, was that when we got to the end and started looking at it all, little did we realize that everyone started just appearing and turned out there was... A direct road to get there by cab. There was a tour bus that went there. And we are covered in sweat. Like, it is disgusting. It is in my eyes. I'm, like, windshield wiping everything out. Like, I'm just like, Jesus. And then, like, we just see all the people fresh face taking pictures. And we're like, okay, guys. What is going on here? So, I think that was funny. That's a good one. Yeah. And then
0: we ended up hitchhiking home because there was no way we were going to walk back. All the way. And on the way down from this hike, we saw people walk up this deep hill. And the there team. was absolutely no way I would sleep with the monks, <laughs> 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 which is not allowed. <laughs> Anyways, another must is, why don't you say the next? Sure. Okay, so our I'm favorite going, story. I'm going to take on the
1: secret cooking school with May.
0: Love her. Love her.
1: So we decided we wanted to do authentic Thai cooking in Thailand, in Chiang Mai as well. I do recommend it. It's an amazing experience. Um, So it just so happened we'd gone out the night before and it was sweltering hot. So myself, honestly, I think all of us were pretty hungover so hungover so hungover and we enter this local market and it's kind of just like a flea market vibe where they sell all their food yeah. and she wants to show us where they pick a lot of their stuff that's not from the garden and it is like seventy five thousand degrees in this place and we are sweating out of alcohol it is like in my eyes once again i can feel just gin just dripping out of everywhere <laughs> and we're also gonna like this is great but we have to get out of here so we get out again and she takes us to her, like, house. It's this beautiful, like, almost, like, European-esque. She has her beautiful herb garden, which we get to pick herbs out of. Um, once again, though, let's we're, we're hungover. So we're picking these herbs. I'm literally, like, like about <laughs> to throw up. About to throw up. The heat's just hitting down. We got the toys. So I think I made pad thai, which was the best pad thai I've ever had in my life. Um, I made spring rolls. We made curries. What else did we make? Regardless, we made a plethora of things.
0: And it was honestly the best food I think I've had in all of Thailand. Just because it was all fresh ingredients. And I think the experience and putting that extra work into it. Into it. Made it that more special. We each had our own little, like, boiler station. So we all had our own little
1: areas to actually cook everything. And she was, the lady who ran it was, like, the sweetest woman ever she gave us a little cookbook at the end with all of our the information on how to cook it at home
0: she was very attentive and she was pretty funny so like it was was great recommend and i found that from a youtube video so definitely go to the thai secret cooking school with may must must girl
1: so as we said everyone got to pick one thing they really wanted to do and one of our good friends Deanne, was actually turning 22 on the trip and so, Tori can probably talk a little more, but we decided that we wanted to go to Elephant Nature Sanctuary, Elephant Nature
0: Park, um, and it was an elephant sanctuary, and all the elephants were rescued from abuse, so the logging industry, um, circus, street walkers, um, and what we learned is that elephants actually have the same emotions as humans, so they had PTSD and anxiety, mm-hmm. a lot of similar emotions. And a lot of the elephants still had injuries. So some of them had sneered legs from getting caught in traps. So it was heartbreaking heartbreaking. to see, but also really nice that they found uh, a sanctuary where the elephants were honestly put first and the visitors were not. But they need visitors to go to fund this because it cost $1 to $2 million to rescue an elephant, especially if it's a baby elephant. (laughs) How heartbreaking. Each elephant was paired up with their own almost, like,
1: buddy, like a buddy system. A human that would take care of them. Yeah, and they, like, literally would be so attached, and all the elephants almost, like, formed their own little families within them, so there was always, like, groups of three
0: walking together, and it was just, like... Yeah, so all of the elephant families kind of get broken up when they enter the world, but when they get rescued and get brought to the sanctuary... They find a new family and mm-hmm. they stick together. So it's always and like it's a baby so, with a like Yeah, a with an aunt. Someone to yeah. become their aunt or a mom or a grandmother or just siblings yeah, sort it of was, thing. It was so that was sad. touching to really see. You learned see. a lot. It was like surreal. An Elephant Nature Park. So you have yes. to go because we've also learned that riding is not okay. Elephant's backs are not made for people to sit on them, yeah. and also bathing really stresses them out, and a lot of a place right next door, we'd see people bathing them, and another place, we saw people riding them, Right. so you have to be really careful when you're looking into um, visiting elephants, Yes. and we got to touch them and everything, and it was right just a over. little more guided. Guided, definitely more guided, but still great information, you're still up and close and personal with
1: them. But it's just taking those precautions to make sure that they are put first.
0: And another funny one. We have infinite stories. But one of the
1: ones that I really love is... um, So basically in Pai, which is north of Chiang Mai, a very cute hippie village, which I personally recommend everyone go to if they go to Thailand, we decided to rent scooters. And this is because Hunter, that was his one wish, aside... One of his main wishes was to ride scooters, and we all agreed that would be sick. So we rent all of these scooters at this little place for, like, how many baht? It basically equaled to, like, 10 It was
0: 150 baht. So right now, 23 baht is a dollar. Is a dollar. So, so very cheap. Very cheap and very doable. For 24 hours, you get them. Yeah. So, we all get on our
1: scooters. No one's really driven. We're all like, they ask, you know how to drive this? Ah, yeah, we're good. We're good. We can handle this. So, we're off. Hunter, me, and Victoria are gone. DM's trickling behind. And Rachel, binder girl, gets on this scooter and does literally like a 30-second ride out of the area and just jolts across the street and gets her scooter stuck into a variety of other scooters and bikes and all these Thai people inside the shop are yelling at her because she caused damage. And though it's definitely not funny for her, we still to this day hilariously laugh at it. Because she had
0: to pay she for damages to- of her bike, the other bike, which were probably honestly there before because it wasn't that big of a crash. No. But it was honestly within 30 seconds. Second, she
1: spent like three days worth of money.
0: Yeah. And she was so scared going into it. I think that kind of just yeah. set the what it was going to be yeah. like for her. But that... It's just hilarious. Yeah. But on a more serious note, I think
1: it's important to know that when shit like that happens, you can't get overwhelmed with it. Like, you, you can be a moment, but you have to go forward from it because it could ruin your whole
0: time. And i we met so many people who've been into scooter accidents, so we're lucky nothing worse happened. Yeah. But for sure. It happens. It does happen. Anyways, I think the last one I really want to say for this is Deanne and I, one of our friends, we ended up Thai boxing. So, this is in Ko Fifi. Ko Pee Pee. It's my It bad. looks like Ko but yeah. it's actually pronounced So, Co-pee-pee. I'm the worst with
1: reading. So, I always say it wrong and I always get corrected. So, you'll know that on this show that I'll probably pronounce everything wrong. <laughs> so, I'm gonna let you guys all know it down. So, Ko Pee Pee. Yeah.
0: Didi really wanted to do it, and I was drunk enough to do it with her, but before we went on, we we, we told each other we were going to pretend fight. We weren't going to actually hurt each other, and sure enough, as soon as we got in there, she beat me the fuck up. Okay, those pictures I have to show. They're so
1: funny. So boxing, Thai boxing... These two are in there. They have, like, three
0: rounds, essentially. And I just came from throwing up, from taking a bad tequila shot. <laughs> I go in the ring. I get hit. And I don't I don't really work out. I want to, but I don't. And I definitely not a fighter. And she let me hit her. And that's how it went. And I think technically I went just because I got more hits in. But those hits were from her letting me hit her. Yeah. Yeah. It was hilarious to watch.
1: So I think that concludes our highlights and funny reel. Now we're going to switch a bit over to our next segment, which is our look
0: back lesson. So some things that we would do if we got to go again. I would definitely go scuba diving in Koh Tao. Apparently that's the place to do it in Thailand. And our friend ended up doing it in Koh Phi Phi. And I just didn't have the money or was prepared to put that money down because I didn't budget that. Right. So I definitely if I were to go that way again or plan another trip, I would look into that. So one of the things I would look into is just more natural
1: hikes, more off the beaten trail. I thought we did a lot of touristy things and if I could go back, I'd find a couple of more like exclusive under the radar hikes that led to like beautiful like scenic views cuz I've seen infinite photos of it and I just think that'd be something I'd want to do.
0: Another one I really wanted to do but didn't end up doing just because time didn't permit it was doing a monk chat. So before I went to Thailand, I found out in Chiang Mai, there was this program called monk chat where you can sit down um, with monks and talk about Buddhism and they'll tell you about their teachings. And when I travel, I really like to learn about other cultures and stuff like that. So I would have really liked to do that, but I could not. So if I were to go back, I would probably try to fit that in and see what that's all about. So for me, one of the
1: things, looking back on it logistically, is I think it's important when you're doing domestic flights, you need to book them right in the morning or very late at night. Uh, we booked our midday because we just weren't sure how everyone was... We wanted to be almost respectful to one another and like, waking up and whatnot. But what that does is just kill the entire day in travel. So by the time we got to our next location, we had ruined the day. We were tired, hungry, and just wanted to go to bed. So I think morning and night for domestic flights really saves time.
0: I agree. Um, another one is everyone talked about going to a half moon party full moon party and we missed it we missed it <laughs> straight up we missed it and apparently that's the thing to do in Thailand when you're there and it happens every month and we missed it somehow
1: our fl- our three weeks fit perfectly in between neither the half moon nor the full moon yeah I don't know how it's possible but we missed it and then obviously we talked about over and over again is go for a longer time yeah the 15 hour to 22 hour travel day to get there is just... It's hell. It's hell. I'm not going to... Yeah. It's awful. So if you're going, go. Go. Forever. Yeah. That's where I'd go with that.
0: All right. Next, the five things you must stumble on while you're in Thailand. Woo-hoo! stumble Start us off with number one. So All maybe. right.
1: Number one. Ba-da-da-da-da. A sneaky cove on an island. So, we found a sneaky cove. We were trying to go to one particular island, Long Beach, on Kofi Pee Pee. Kofi Pee. Kofi (laughs) Pee. I did it. And halfway there, we saw this beautiful little cove where no one was sitting. And we just had the most beautiful... I think we just had a beautiful day there.
0: Yeah. It was secluded. Yeah. There was a hammock there. There was a little abandoned cabin. Yep. And it was was just picturesque. Unreal. The water was clear, blue. The sand was white. It was beautiful. I agree. Um, the next one, I talked about it earlier, the secret temple. It was mm-hmm. called Wat Palad. Definitely be a cool thing to stumble along while you're on this hike and have a temple at the end to reward you for all your hard work. I agree. So another thing I stumbled along was a penis cave in Pranang Cave in Raleigh Beach on Krabi. So we went for this walk where we saw monkeys, and then we found this penis cave finally. And there's a legend behind it where you ask the goddess there for fertility, or you ask goddess for something for you, and you in return you give her a wooden penis. Why does that just seem so odd? Yeah, the, the exchange of penis to fertility. So it was a gift in um for good luck and. Hope whatever your wish is comes true. Okay, very cool. Um, so our
1: fourth stumble along must see is the Walking Temple in Thailand, in Bangkok. Um, it is a beautifully still, tranquil, white, pristine location. Um, I highly recommend it. It's just a unique experience.
0: And it's kind of like a maze, and the whole idea of it is walking through, in a walking meditation, and through it, it had meanings and stuff to think about and it was very insightful i just am so intrigued with buddhism and that was a great way to learn more about it i totally agree and kind of take part in the experience of the walking meditation and the next one talang chan market so i originally thought when i researched (laughs) it it was a floating market where you get on a boat and then there's people selling food that's what it seemed like it was online. And we got there, and it surely was not. It was Has just our market. Yeah. And then you had an option to take a boat to temples. So I was so sad. But also in my research, I found out that it was the local market to go to. And it was honestly a really cool experience because it had one of the best priced foods, fresh yeah. foods. You're, we're talking locals. Like-
1: I swear to gosh, like, 25 cents for, like, full loaves of things. Yeah, like,
0: and it honestly, it was just such great tasting food, because they all use fresh ingredients. Yeah, and another thing about this, which we're lucky we ended up going to, was it was way more local-based. So there wasn't as many
1: tourists there and as it wasn't as busy. Yeah, which is what we found with, like, Bangkok's, like, all the Bangkok, like, central tourism. Well, when tourism you get in hunt. right
0: into Bangkok, our first night, we just didn't know what was, like, what prices it was supposed to be. Yeah. So, we definitely spent too much money, and we didn't know if there was another secluded market in the area that we could go to and save money.
1: Before we leave, this is a tip that they know is going to bother Victoria, but this tip is cabs. I was literally just (laughs) thinking about it. I was like, we can't end this podcast without talking about the cab situation. So, Victoria heard online that with cabs, you must tell them to start the meter or they're going to overprice you. So, every time, Victoria hounded them and... Clearly said, meter, please. And every time they told her, there
0: was no meter. Well, that was just one time. Exaggerator. Okay, well... it's But like- I just remind... Like, I just tried to remind everyone, let's try to get a meter taxi because we didn't notice that they were charging us way too much. Yeah, And at that point, like... We needed a cab. We couldn't say no. Yeah. And we kept forgetting because we're just not used to being ripped off. Yes. And so this one time (laughs) we were in Chiang Mai and there was a meter taxi and they said they don't, their meter does not work. They don't have meters. But it's called meter taxi. And we get into the cab and and there's a fucking meter. Bright, shiny new, black meter staring at us all in the eyes. So honestly, just try to find meter taxis that's the best way to avoid getting ripped off, but sometimes you just can't avoid it. Yes. We have so much on Thailand, and I know we didn't get to all of it, so if you have any more questions, we can answer them, write it in a blog, and we'll have more information for, for you. For sure, in the
1: weeks of coming, we can definitely
0: reel it out. I'm Vicky B. And I'm Sammy Z. And this is Stumbling, Stumbling Along. Along. in this episode is brought to you by Mutual Friend. And make sure to follow us on Instagram at stumblingalong.